Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, make spray paint masterpieces like a pro, an alarm clock that makes you step on it, and a watch that will keep you stimulated. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast, the podcast where we go out and find you cool crowdfunding projects and let you know if you should back, track, or sack them. I am KT Data, one half of the show, and if you have noticed, there has been a disturbance in the past two episodes of the KickCast. Oh. And finally, finally balance has come back. Joining us is the one and only Master Drew. How are you doing? I, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to provide some balance <laughs> back to the to the force. Thanks for having me. Dude, we, we, I missed you. I'm not two even going to lie. Two shows? That's like a yeah. month. Yeah, two shows. I haven't seen you. I mean, I... I I'm not gonna lie. I love going to CES, but I I, I missed walking the floor with you, dude. I uh, honestly missed walking the floor with you. I wasn't sure if I was gonna miss anything this year because I did enjoy a nice leisurely week before school instead <laughs> of a crazy packed week. But the thing I the, I didn't miss much until I saw a picture that you posted of all of your uh, pickup items, your review <laughs> items, your your you know your swag. Yeah. I saw that and I went, oh, I am kind of sad. <laughs> Is that bad? Is that the one thing that I was like, oh? I don't, no. I don't know. Um, well, because like when you go to CES, you do it differently than me. I'm like, I'm just walking around talking to people. You actually work. <laughs> I do. I usually work. And this time, I did not have anybody that wanted me to work, so I was like, eh, I can't, I can't foot the own, you know, the bill on myself. So let's just, just stay at home. So I'm glad you had a good time, and you you did a lot of great interviews. So if you haven't, if everybody, if you haven't caught the episode before this, which I think actually came out right before we started recording, yeah, it's a, it's a double dose Kipcast day. But if you haven't seen it, go go and check out episode what is eighty four? Yeah, eighty four. It has some amazing things. We got we got people who have projects coming up. We have people who had projects that just barely launched the day before we interviewed them, and we even have cool. pe- and people who are planning to launch projects on there. So you get a nice. Um, good influence right and we got to interview with um, someone from Indiegogo so big thanks to Lisa for that on there Excellent. she gives you some great tips on uh, what you should do if you're planning for projects I mean good stuff in there so make sure you guys go check that out on there and you know if you want to see more CES stuff because this is just the tip of the iceberg right ktdata.net is we will have more coming up very soon I mean in fact after we finish this show I'm probably going to go edit Do another one and get some more ready to publish tomorrow good the work never ends never ends. <laughs> i know so but welcome back drew honestly i did miss you on there big thanks for dito for filling here. in but you know it, there's, there's just something about it when you and i just here it just it's, it feels we have like a magic it feels like home all right so before we jump into our uh projects tonight we always have some wonderful news on there and this is our news today is kind of geared more for your project creators on there good, so good. Drew, you actually run a social media consulting company. Is, I do, in, is, I do indeed. Is, is do. that to be correct? Yes. On there, so one of the biggest things with crowdfunding is, of course, helping get your project shared and spread out over the interwebs. And of course, social media right. is probably one of the main things, right? Right, because a lot of people they they think if we build it, people will come, and all you have to do is put it out there. I launched my Kickstarter, and they wait, and they wait, and they wait, and forty five days pass, and there's still zero. So, yeah, a big part of that is spreading the word. You've got to drive the traffic to the Kickstarter or the Indiegogo. Yep. So Kickstarter decided to put up a blog post, and there are 21 tips for sharing your projects on the Internet. We're not going to go through all 21 of them. Oh, come on. It could be a a 
giant episode. <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to see more details, make sure you go to kickcast.net for the show notes. But I wanted to highlight a couple of them okay. on there. So one of my favorite ones is include a link to your projects always. I, Everything, I, yes. Like, does that just not kill you when somebody's like, oh, check out my Indiegogo project, and there's no link? You're like... Yeah, or even a silly update where they're like, we just got our 100th backer, and you kind of go, oh, uh, wh- uh, where is that? Where? Right, just everywhere. Yeah, just don't assume people are going to search out your project and stuff, because honestly, I will tell you the truth, and I know this because I am one of them, people are lazy, yes. and if there's no link there, they're just going to forget about it and move on yes. to the next thing. Here's number one I like. I love number seven, if you jump a bit. If you have a large following on any social network, make sure those communities know about your project before you launch. You can actually <laughs> share a preview with them and get feedback. So if you have your group together already, we talk about this all the time. That's your traction. You say, hey, it's coming, it's coming. And if you're one of the first X number of people, grab one of these tiers before they disappear. I love that one. Yep. Um, so I, I, I love that. And again, kind of back to the laziness. Um Make it easy for backers to share your projects. For example, the Bring Back MST3K guys. Um, yes. Um, they actually wrote tweets in one of their uh, in their post updates where people could just copy and paste it and tweet it out or put it on Facebook. It had your hashtags. It had your link. It had everything. All they had to do was copy and paste. And, so easy. Yeah, you know they. And of course, all all the crowdfunding sites have you know social media buttons right next to them that people can click. On there. Right. So encourage that. Um, and one of the most important things is pay attention to referrer data. So probably like, what in the world is referrer data? Well, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. So, so, so scary, yeah. referrer data. Yeah. They all track who clicks on your links and where they come from. So they can tell if it's from Google, if it's from Facebook, from Twitter and stuff. You know, if you're getting tons of people from Twitter, maybe you should focus a little bit more on there. Give, it, give them a little bit more love. On right? Theirs. And, right? you know, Facebook isn't working. Go to the, go to where your audience is, or or change your ad if you're using a Facebook ad or wherever that like whatever your method is on Facebook. If you're getting two dollars versus like a hundred something on Twitter, yeah, adjust adjust what you're doing. Yeah, yeah it's all about research. I love that. So, and, and another one that I love in here is if you're and we talk to a couple of game devs or we we backed or at least tractor backs a lot of games, but there's some unique things they talk about in the tips of streaming some gameplay or a day from the studio. Like, just give people a chance to see what you're doing in the between time if you're in the middle of a campaign. And that, I think, generates some, yeah, it, some buzz. It, it gives you kind of more of that behind-the-scenes feel. And that's what people, honestly, they like. You know, it doesn't have to be polished or anything. They like seeing the rough and ratty yep. on there. So it, it's good Let them stuff in. on there. I mean... Um, speaking of games, my I haven't even played it yet because they released it while I was in Vegas. Is Amplitude is out? That's right. That is right. Um, I need to play it, and I need to figure out where in the world is my two hundred dollar vinyl that they're going to send. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's still years away. <laughs> on there, so those are come some great tips. Make sure you head on over to kickcast.net and look for the link for this blog post because good stuff. Good, there's there's a lot of good stuff in there, but I wanted to highlight some of them. All right, so. We've, we've kind of talked about how to share your project mm-hmm. on there. And so there's always that problem after you've shared your project. How are you going to fulfill it on there? So um, crowdcrux.com listed five. Crowdcrux? Yeah, crowdcrux.com okay. listed five common fulfillment problems and how to avoid them. Um, so number one is honestly, I think, one of the biggest things out there. And I think people tend to overlook it. 
and, and that, that is, is promising too much. As uh, a general rule, they say, start with something simple you know you can produce. If your project is really successful and you can start growing your capital, you can always test later and add new features and launch a newer, better version. So a V2 is always good. I mean, get right. your, you know, the kind of the minimum viable product. The theory. MVP. Yep. Get that out and then re- re- rev it to version two. You you may not know. I mean, one of the biggest things I love about um, crowdfunding is you may get feedback on your V1 that you didn't even think about that you could add into your V2 and make it even better than it was then. And at that point, you'll have money that you can actually use to build it instead of trying to make this all giant perfect thing right, and not, right. not have it come to reality. Um, number two, uh, this is always a big deal that some people tend to overlook. Um, actually, two and three are kind of related. Are international shipping issues. Shipping things internationally is kind of a pain in the butt. It's kind of just, expensive, just, too. Just, yeah. yeah, just... Just be ready for that. And the other thing is failing to calculate costs for packaging and postage. Stamps are not free, my friend. You actually have to pay to get things shipped around. It's not an email world. Yeah. And heavy things cost a lot to ship, even in the U.S. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So don't forget about that. Um, Number four is unexpectedly high demand. What you should do is plan for a small batch, but talk with your manufacturer saying, hey, do we have a plan B if this tends, is going to blow up? Can you ramp up, or are we going to have some plan to make this ramp up, or are we going to, if it gets super popular, are we going to limit it that first batch and then plan the second, third, fourth batch that you can get out on there? So that is a great one. And number five, offering too many options. I see this a lot, yeah. honestly. A lot of people just have all kinds of varieties of rewards and pledges, and do you want this kind or that size or this one? And you know, It's just... Six T-shirts, pick one. And then when it comes to actually delivering, you've got to sort it all out. Yeah. um, I mean, one of the ones that I remember, uh, the project ended up being canceled was when Archie Comics was trying to relaunch all their spinoff comics. Mm. If you scrolled through the tiers, they had one tier just for the Jughead comic, the one tier for a Veronica comic, one tier for – it's like, holy crap, what – you know, and – People even got confused because they were relaunching the original Archie comic, the main Archie comic, and these were kind of periphery ones. But people were like, "But you already got the main one, like publishing in stores now. I don't understand." And giving them all these options, sometimes you know, keep it simple. Yes, let, let, exactly. And if you need to do another campaign later to add some other different options or different things, then that's probably fine. But I think, I think, yeah, people just think of all the variations they can do, and that. That, yeah, that just causes causes trouble. Yep. So sometimes Headaches. just limiting your scope is always helpful. Okay, so that's all the news we had. I wanted to give some shout-outs too, and I didn't even tell you about this, Drew, but what do you think if we start a new section where okay. we just mention projects? We you know we don't... Shout-outs. Yeah, we just give them shout-outs on right. there that are projects that are launching. Um, one of them right. is actually from, a, from our last episode is Sprightly. They actually launched today. On there, and that Excellent. that is the um, alarm that you put under your bed. It measures how you sleep and everything, and will wake you up out of bed. And it knows when you get back. If you get back into bed, it will keep ringing. If you try to take the batteries out, it has backup batteries, so it will keep ringing, <laughs> brother. <laughs> and oh, it, brother. it will, uh, you know, make sure you get out of bed. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't even know what to say. That's so, that's uh, funny. I, I mean, I, I think it's great. I I, to- I actually told them, when are you going to build the version where it just like springs the bed? Up, right out of, out of like the disney out. cartoons where <laughs> goofy gets like the blankets pulled off by a contraption yeah yeah 
Awesome. I'll shout out one. I uh, love the Forever Spin. It's ending today, so sorry. But the Forever Spin is uh, they're making world-famous spinning tops, and they're just really nice uh, ground-down, beautiful tops that are made out of things like stainless steel and uh, titanium and magnesium, just cool-looking stuff. Yeah, this looks all fancy. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like the look. I like the feel of them. I just... I, I I would back if I could, but they've already hit their goal, so I'm going to wait for them to hit retail stores. But I, I that's a project I saw and just was glossy. Loved it. Yep. So um, for this new segment, if you guys want your crowdfunding um, project featured just or mentioned in here, just send us an email or let us know which one's on there. We may end up, honestly, depending on our the turnout, we may end up uh, making this, you know, sure, your project may end up being a featured project instead of just being mentioned in there. So. Yeah. We could do that. We could do that for you. All right. So now on to our main projects. Drew, um, you are probably far better at this than I am. I am I have I am not an artsy type. You have me draw a stick figure and I'll show it to you and you're like, what in the what world stick is, figure that is that on that? This is why I stick to video, because I don't have to draw anything. <laughs> Let's see what you got. I'm interested now. So um so uh, so your your girls may like this because have you decorated your girls' rooms or have they always wanted to redecorate or like Dad can yeah. we repaint the room or stuff like that? They want to all the time. I I don't decorate much. Uh, we hang we hang pictures and things around the walls, but we don't do much designing. So this our first project is called the spray printer, and they claim it is the twenty first century way of designing walls. So what it is it is a combination of your phone app and the spray paint dispenser on there in the spray paint dispenser. Um, dispenser it, it allows you to switch spray paint paint can so you can get different colors mm. on there and it also has sensors in it so what you do is you point your phone at the wall on there and then you put a spray paint color in and you pick a design and you move the spray paint dispenser across the wall and what happens is the printer or they call it a printer knows where your um your the printer is it in knows relation the wall? on the wall and it will it will spray paint at the right spots on there. So you can just move it back and forth and it will start painting different Whoa. colors. So you switch out your color, you put in the next color and it will draw the actual paint on there. So you can see this lady right here, she's done the black and now she's kind of filling in the white and it's drawing a picture of a, um, of a face on there. Wow. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. Is this, is this not cool? <laughs> so it's using basically like, like spatial recognition from your phone or something else and it is just basically firing off from the cans what it needs when it needs it. Yeah, on there. And then once you switch colors, you, you know, you clean it out, of course. And then you put put in the next color and you, you know, move it around again and it'll start filling in for you. I am amazed. <laughs> I I once did a, a large mural on my girl's room. So I did I did once. This is when the first one was born. So it was oh, like it's nine, always, it's always, it's always the first one, right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't have time to... But I actually took an entire wall that was probably about 12 foot, you know, an eight foot ceiling, and I did an entire mural of uh, the Hunter Acre Woods. So I had you know, Pooh's house and Piglet's house, and it was just this map, and it was really fun, and I did it with an airbrush. Uh, I'm not artsy, but I like to pretend. But I really was sad when we had to move because I loved that art. And I had to do like the whole sketching thing where it was like, here's the map, and I cut it into grids, and then I mapped a giant like 40 squares on the wall so I could like sketch the whole thing. I I used to have time before I had kids. <laughs> uh, I'll send you a picture if I can, but, I, but really, this idea, the spray printer, what a tremendous idea because if it's going to translate 
that image onto my wall based on where this thing prints. I mean, I can tell it's a prototype for what they're doing, but what a, what a, like, my mind's blowing. This is amazing. I love this. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I love it. And what you can do is they have a gallery of predefined pictures, or you can import your own pictures, too. Oh yeah, um, on there right now. I was reading through the comments. They only use, um, they've only tested it indoors with water-based paints, and they're still trying different other paint cans or paint styles like latex and acrylic and stuff. But they they said they they need to do more testing on that because what happens is the viscosity of the paint. Some of it's too thick, so you don't get the fine pixels that you get with a water-based uh, paint. On uh, there. Plus, it's a lot easier to clean the system with a water-based paint since you just got to run water through it with a syringe. And then you're ready to go to put on your next can of um, spray paint. I'm really intrigued by this idea. What are, what are their tiers? What are their like options? So their early bird was $149, was their super early bird. And I don't understand this, but their regular spray printer is $149. <laughs> Oh, uh, but but I guess the early bird ships in July, whereas the other one ships in December. Oh, got it, got it. So their early bird is like actual like reception comes in. Yeah. Soon. Okay, okay. On there, and they're about halfway to their goal already. They're at nine thousand um, dollars, and twenty day twenty nine days left. And it's that. flexible fund, so so it's all yeah. it's all going there. But uh, with thirty days to go, they could easily hit that. I love this idea. It's so unique. Yeah, and I'm I mean the pictures and stuff look cool. On there, and I'm—I mean, like, yeah, I could do that, and people come in like, yeah, I made that, <laughs> <laughs> I drew that. So, I would be tempted to change my pictures out all the time. I would look at my stuff and just be like, yep, time to mix it up a little bit, white off the wall, and just go again, because all you have to do is, you know, move it back and forth. I—I'm down. I will yeah. back. I will back the spray printer. Yeah, this this one is definitely a back for me. All right, Drew. So on to our next project. Um, Unlike the Sprightly that we mentioned in our shout-outs, this is kind of another way of waking up. Which, this is yeah. – and I think this one it speaks to me specifically because I always have trouble getting up in the morning. And so that Sprightly – was it Sprightly? Yep. That sounds like almost one of those like, we will force you to get up. We, you know, we're, we'll, we'll wring your neck until you get up. The, the Ruggy is the world's best alarm clock. And what I think I really fell in love with this project was that it just seemed to be so simple and an aspect of waking up that not many, like no one had really tried. Essentially what it is, is they've created a rug, a memory foam rug that's just on the outside, you know, on the edge of your bed. And so, uh, I don't know. I've actually done a little, you know, Googling and research, of how to wake up easier because I hate getting up in the morning. And so I, I've read everything like drink a cup of water first thing in the morning, which then gets your bowels moving. Then that wakes you up and all kinds of other tricks. But one of the ones that I read that I, that I use pretty often is just put your feet on the floor. If you stand up and have, you know, weight on your feet for three to five seconds, it starts to trigger things like, Oh, I'm up. And it starts to like make things go, I guess. So the ruggy essentially Gets you out of bed because to turn off the alarm, you have to stand on the rug. It's that simple. Like you have to put your feet on the rug for a certain amount of time. And you set that time, whether it's three seconds, five seconds, whatever it is. But you have to have like your full weight on the rug to say, I'm here. I'm out of bed. And once you get that far, you're you're good to go. At least I think I would be. If I can get my feet out of bed, I'm good to go. If I can just reach over with one hand and hit a snooze, I hit the snooze. And I hit it a lot. So the ruggy is... I don't know. It's it's just it's inspirational. I, I just thought of it. You combine this with the sprightly because the sprightly doesn't turn off until you get out of bed, 
And if you get back into bed, it turns back on. It turns back on because it's underneath the bed. <laughs> yeah. Nice. nice. So if we combine it both, because then you have to get up and then you have to stand. You have to actually stand out of bed. You actually have to <laughs> yeah. put your feet down. So I love this. It's it's uh, it's a beautiful picture. It has not only is it just a rug that you have to stand on, but they've done a great little uh, LED display in the upper, uh, you know, one of the yeah, corners. Yeah, I think, I think right? that's nice that and clean. That's nice and clean. Um, so so cool. Um, there's something else. They've added some stuff to this campaign. Yeah, it since uses like AAA batteries too, which is surprising. That is surprising. Yeah, I, think, I thought it was USB cables. Uh, the USB cables only for that's, transferring the music. So you can put in right. your custom music on there, which is cool. You can load in some extra stuff. They did. They've changed this since I've looked at it. But you can have these kind of uh, when you stand on it, it'll give you like a motivation to start your day. It'll be like you stand on it. It'll be like, bully, you know, something to get you going. I just thought of something. Why don't we get you to record? You can come to my studio using my mic and everything, and we'll get you record like motivational sayings. Three hundred three hundred sixty-five motivational sayings, and then we'll submit it to them, and it'll be like the Drew. The Drew no snooze Master pack. complexion, yeah. <laughs> See, this is a great idea. I think this is fantastic. So I, I love the look. I love how cool it is to just have that kind of soft glowing light under the memory foam. It just shows yeah. through. Um, I just couldn't believe somebody had not yet like come up with this idea. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the ruggy. Uh, the tears put it at, and they've already hit their goal. They're about five times over their goal, but they still have 45 days to go. Most of their early packs are gone, but looking about $79 to back uh, one ruggy plus an ebook how to wake up early and build success i might just pay 79 bucks to get that <laughs> ebook <laughs> uh, i'm i'm telling you man who wouldn't want to wake up to your voice right there uh my kids <laughs> <laughs> just 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 imagine it guys you wake up and all of a sudden you just hear Hey, sexy, you ready for a successful day? <laughs> you ready to be the best you you've ever been? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's motivational right there, man. We'll, we'll start a Kickstarter to fund the Drew voice pack. I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. No, this is a really this is a really fantastic. I love right down towards some of their like white why, why ruggy. They have a little infographic. And one of my favorite things to say to my students is just get done, right? And so they have this as part of their like daily motivation. Get your done incredible <laughs> comfort healthier routine like i love that oh, I'll, I'll even close my office door and i'll walk into my office and i'll be like drew what are you doing and i'll just tell him i'm gsd man i'm gsd <laughs> not here oh that's great um so love it i, I mean th- this one actually I, I the more i i talk about it i think this is a great one and if i combine it with the sprightly I you would never I, sleep again I, I think i can get up on it. i well, am I so bad at getting up it is it is terrible i mean you can ask rev and dito I was like always the last one up because I'm just yeah it's not not good not good. I, I think I'd have anxiety if I liked Sprightly or something that was that was gonna keep going. I think I wouldn't even fall asleep. I'd be like I don't know what to do. Well, well, I like Sprightly because it also tracks your sleep patterns too, so it knows how to nice. wake you up gradually too. Oh, so. I do like that. I do love that. That is always helpful. <laughs> sleep cycling. That and that and they've planned for everything because what happens to me with my alarm clocks and stuff, and it probably would happen with this too, is somehow I psychologically figure out ways around it. Yep. On yep. there, like I literally have a um, alarm app on my phone that causes me to do two basic math problems, um, forces me to actually put slides with the numbers one through twenty in order, really, and forces me to shake the phone for about twenty seconds. You can't. Sleep I can after do. That. I can do that half awake. <laughs> I can solve a math two math problems, put that in order, and shake it for twenty seconds, and I'm still asleep. 
Oh, I'm, it is. It funny. is bad. It is bad. So I mean, anything that for me to get up is always helpful. <laughs> wow! Wow! Oh man, I I might have to try something like that. I do need help getting up. But hey, if you ever need me to do your taxes, probably get me while I'm asleep. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get too mad at my sleep. <laughs> oh, there. All right. So I guess we kind of have a theme about sleeping, or at least in the in in the bedroom. So have you had this, Drew? You're sitting in a staff meeting somewhere, and hopefully none of your fellow teachers listens to the show and, <laughs> and, and you know the the you know the big boss or the dean of the department's talking about blah blah, 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 blah and you're just sitting there i had like one today falling asleep. i had one today this this is a we had a candidate come to campus because we're, we're hiring a couple of new faculty and they have to give research presentations and so i sat she was wonderful but i sat through an hour of discussion of how non-government entities and non-profits work together and i've caught myself i was at the front row like she could see me and i'm nodding i'm like and i'm like i'm really not trying to be rude it's just what the hell are you saying yeah so sleepy so part part of that is from a from a um condition called critical decrease of neuron activity right and and that that just you know the brain waves are going off I was oh, out. I was like, because you're not you're not getting a lot of. I mean, you're you're seeing somebody, but that's not a lot of stimulus to you. Right. And I tuned it. out when she was like NGOs, uh, international <laughs> ING. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so the our last project of the night is called the Noser, and it is actually a device you strap onto your um, wrist. And what happens is that um, every point two seconds or however long you you set the duration. It actually stimulates somebody like poking you or touching you, so you have a physical sensation. And what happened? The idea behind it is you're giving your brain constant stimulation, you know, tactile stimulation on there, that where your brain won't go into that critical decrease of neuron activity since it's getting signals sent to it all the time. Because it's getting poked all the time. Yeah, poked, or you can actually increase the sensitivity. Might be a mild shock. Um, <laughs> On there, it kind of reminds me of the Pavlov, which I got to try at CES. You did. Make sure you guys check out that video on there. Um, honestly, I'd have to say for a secret is I think my reaction to it on the video was a little exaggerated. Uh, but because, because I'll, I'll tell you what happened was because the guy's like, "All right, you just hold this down for two seconds, and it should shock you." So I held it down for two seconds, and nothing happened, and then it went off, and that caught me by surprise. And I, I actually think my jump was more of me expecting it and then saying, oh it didn't go off and then it going off and then rather than, okay okay there, so. that was a fun project to talk about because that is Hon- the shock, shocking yeah and honestly when i tried it, it wasn't that bad so i'm assuming this watch does something similar okay. where it's um c- can be discomforting on there so it you know it's not gonna hurt but it's not gonna be something like you really enjoy so that might keep you awake um the one of the main things they put this on was to um for people driving so they don't doze off especially when you're the only person in the car let's be honest it happens to all of us yeah you know there's no one talking to you and stuff and you're just on the road and so it's a little hard um i i don't know does this sound like something you would want is a watch that you strap onto you that kind of stimulate the 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 whole idea is to stimulate somebody kind of poking you or touching you on there um, Which but is you that can't, just engagement, right? Just yeah. something that's like yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm here. So it's my cognitive keeps keeps yeah. moving. I like the idea. Um, they did, they did a small study with it. So they had 31 volunteers took a trial with this, and about 70 percent of them, uh, or uh, let's see, and it resulted in fixing 70 percent decrease of sleepiness by special tests on there. So 
they actually saw that there was a decrease in people kind of dozing off and stuff. So it might just be enough for you when you're driving or sitting mm. through that presentation that you should be paying attention I to. But attention. you're just like, you know, sitting still is, you know, not really. Accurate. Right. When you're tuned out, you're out. Your neurons are not doing anything. So this, this is interesting idea. Huh. I am very interested in the idea that you could produce like such a, I guess, a limited shock that it wouldn't be considered like actual like jolting you like like mm-hmm. the pad. What was that called? The padlock or whatever. Yeah, the Pavlov. Um, but but to have just enough to be like you know somebody tagging. You say it was every point two seconds. Uh, yes, that's what they put on here. Um, and this would have been a back if they had put a little more. Um, technical details and stuff on there, but they didn't. So for me, it's a little bit of a track because we've seen their prototypes and stuff, but their final version is still a CG rendering, so it doesn't exist quite yet. So that's why it is a that's why it's a track for me because it may not come to fruition on there, even though it is a flexible goal. They're looking for seventeen hundred dollars, seventeen thousand, or seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah on there um and they're about a thousand dollars right now and i think it's this is their first day or something okay i think three days ago yeah but they they say they they will update with the technical details fairly soon so that may change over the time um so okay i'll track with you i'll track with you on this one all right so i didn't see any of these um at ces but this it is time for our sack of the week which is probably good because people pay a lot of money yes. to get to CES. So if they have a sec, they probably shouldn't be. And can I tell you a story about it? So we went into the Sands Expo Center, which you're familiar with. Uh-huh. On theirs. And I don't think they did this last year. But we walked the first floor where White Clouds is uh-huh. on there. And then we're like, well, where's Indiegogo and stuff? Because I'm like, I that's where I wanted to be to do all the interviews, right? Right, right. Last year, they were just right down yeah. the street from us. So... They opened up the basement oh. on there. So you know that size floor on that first floor? Right. They have a basement that is exactly the same size, too. And we like walked down, they're like, holy crap, this is another huge floor that we didn't even know about. Wow, <laughs> and, it, and it's a lot of Indiegogo stuff under there? Or um, Indiegogo had a section. section. Um, France Tech is back, guys. Oh, France, oh. You know, France, they had a whole, huge section for that. They had a huge front... Um, area for people from uh, Israel and other and you know in different countries too. Oh, wow! So there was a lot of booths, and that was it was really crowded. So if you actually watch last week's episode, you'll notice that everything's like really tight knit. That's pretty much how it was in the whole floor. Oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> On there. So, um, and the funny thing is, this is kind of goes back to staying awake. Um, you know, people who want to stay awake, you, sometimes they resort to coffee. Right, stay up in the morning. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good waker upper right yeah. there. But when you're camping and stuff, it's a little bit harder to get that hot cup of coffee in the morning because you got to start the fire and then put the little percolator thing on there and let the water water heat up and stuff and get it all working right. Right, or even uh, if you're just living in the back sticks where you have to go outside to go to the bathroom anyway. Yeah, there's some ideas for you. Yeah. So this project is called Solar Array Wind Turbine Coffee Maker. Oh, there's some gold right there. What this guy created, I assume, is a wind turbine that has solar rays on it that can generate enough power to power your traditional coffee maker. How I figured that out, I have no idea because 
you see he has, this is what he wrote on it. Solar array wind turbine heats and pumps water to make coffee. The generator produces direct current, alternating current, and pulsating direct current for amplified alternating current. Um, I think that somehow makes sense if you want to piece it together, but it doesn't make sense. I'm not sense sure off the it does. Cup. I don't know. Maybe maybe it does, but it doesn't. The alternating current, the direct current, I thought were like different things. So to have one that amplifies the other and to have so many currents in one sentence, that's just bad writing. Yeah. And then an off the shelf coffee maker allows for efficient use of irregular and intermittent current when there's sun, wind, or both. The system heats and pumps water to brew coffee. So. I'm I'm not sure. Does the coffee maker heat the water, or is it the pump or the thing on there? Maybe it's the spinny part that goes around the solar array. Yeah. The video. The video is a trip. I hope you link yeah, this video. The, the video is great because it just shows you all the stuff, but doesn't explain anything. It just kind of right. There's no voiceover. There's yeah. nothing but just panning the video around, and you see this multimeter that's like it shows voltage of some sort, and then wires going freaking everywhere. Yeah. I love uh, this thing. It's like he ripped out his ceiling fan. What else did he steal? A whole bunch of wood from a pallet, and he wired up just yeah random things. And, and he's I just think like, there's coat hangers or something. Too yeah, I think so. Going by, um, bungee and, straps. Lots of bungee yeah, straps. Yeah, and then and under risks and challenges, he says this device is not guaranteed to win the brew pot challenge. Um, I'm guessing he made this for a competition or something, but he doesn't uh, explain any of this uh, on there and. The other big thing is under rewards, you can pledge $100 or more and your listed sponsor of the Power Flower Competitive Coffee Maker. Oh, Power Flower. I didn't know that was the name Maybe of that, it. Maybe that's the name. But you can't even get this oh. for 100 bucks. No, no, no. You only get to be a listed sponsor. Of course, he's only trying to get 100 bucks. That's his yeah. whole goal. Um, and I love that he's got like battery cables and clamps. I have stuff connected to everything. It's like a little Frankenstein in the snow. Oh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, on there, I mean, it seems like a good idea, but this is just a terrible <laughs> put together project. <laughs> I yeah, I I'm still stuck on the alternating current turns to direct current, which pulsates to amplified alternating. I don't I don't know. Um, on there, I and, might have looked that up. Yeah, this, this. So I think I understand what he's trying to say is that the generator does direct current. Um, on there, um. Pulsating direct current is probably from the turbine. And then alternating current is, my guess, coming from um, the solar panels? I don't know. There is some I, solar panel in I there somewhere. I, 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 oddly enough, I don't know if solar power is AC or DC power. I'm assuming it probably is DC oh, power. You need both? Like you need, a, you need a wind turbine and a solar array? Yeah, to actually, no, yeah. Solar power should be DC power because it's got to be stored into a battery somewhere. Um, right, before I, it's delivered out. Yeah, I don't know where the AC power is coming from. <laughs> well, he's amplifying it with whatever he's got. So. Um, on there, so that is the solar array wind turbine. No, 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 that's maker. the flower. Flower, power. yeah. He calls it the power flower. Power um, Oh. On there. Um, so that is our sack of the week. On there. Yep. Makes me cry every week. Yep. Um, <laughs> he he could take some tips from our last episode when we were speaking to Indiegogo. Um, Elisa m- mentioned some really good things about um, your product cycle and when you should actually launch a crowdfunding project. Ah, good idea. Um, good idea. All right. And that, and I don't know where the time went, dude. It just flew by is another episode 
of the KitCast. If you guys have suggestions for sacks of the weeks, projects you wanted, um, projects you want us to feature, or projects you want us to give shoutouts for, we're you know we're all for that. Um, and if you want to see any of these projects, like the Power Flower, head on over to KitCast.net for the show notes. And you can see our previous episodes, like the CES episode. Like, I'm telling you, that CES episode has tons of good information on there. Um, it always does. There's so many good, like, because they've got that far, most of the people we always talk to at those shows just have gold nuggets. Yeah. Oh, speaking of nuggets, we got we talked to the guy who actually developed that ice nugget machine. Oh, <gasps> uh, Really? Yeah. That was one of my favorites. I love I love Nugget Ice. Yeah, you, you, you got to go check it out because he, 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 he talks about that and he kind of talks about his... Uh, um, makerspace that he actually has. It's funded by GE, but they're entirely open source mm-hmm. on there, and it's he's all about rapid development and product testing and stuff. That's it was, cool. It was one of my favorite interviews I had on there, so that was great. That is cool, cool. Um, so make sure you guys go check that out, kitcast.net. Of course, you can also tweet us, um, or if you don't want to email us, kitcast at ktdata.net. You can always tweet us at kitcast for the show at night twenty for that beautiful man over there that I've missed oh, oh so much. Come get on, me. <laughs> On there at KT Data for myself, or you can leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast. Um, hey, if you want to leave it on our Google Plus page, I'll re- respond to it. But who gets on Google Plus anymore? Um, <laughs> of course, we always want you guys to watch live. I love it. Everybody in the chat room right now, um, Stiller says all these projects need more lasers. <laughs> True. Um, it's true. Our, our next I'm all ep- Bluetooth. Yep. Our ne- next episode is February second, twenty sixteen. I gotta get used to saying the twenty sixteen part. It's a, um, yeah. Wow. Wow. On there, and you can find that at live.kickcast.net. Drew, do you got anything to plug before we go? Uh, I'll just point out that we just did, I believe, our episode eighty five of the Kickcast. And little big cast is about ready to roll down on episode eighty four. So like they're they've converged. Oh. Our shows have just about converged. So uh, we'll, yeah, this is amazing. Uh, little big cast still runs every Wednesday night at seven thirty Utah time, eight thirty Pacific. We're live on twitch.tv slash little big cast, and we are having fun. Good times for all. So all right, guys, thank you for watching. Free hugs to all. Um, and we'll see you in two weeks. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.